Welcome to the Walt Disney World Resort, including Epcot Center, the Magic Kingdom, and now the Disney MGM Studios. Hello and welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of May 5th, 2019. This is episode 44, Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilms, The Muppets, Pixar, Fox, The Parks, The Cruise Lines, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken, and Disney Marvels is brought to you by Destinations with Character. Whether you're planning your next Disney park vacation, cruise vacation, or you don't know where to start, be sure to contact Destinations with Character Travel, the official travel partner of the Disney Marvels podcast. Email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com or visit their website www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Be sure to tell them that the Disney Marvels podcast sent you. And don't forget that you can also follow them on social media, on Facebook and on Twitter. Look them up there. they got excellent news. Speaking of news, now for the news. I'd like to put in a little note about something I forgot to put in the news last week. That the Disney Marvels podcast is celebrating its one year anniversary. Yes, we have been bringing you the Disney Marvel podcast for one year. Thank you for everyone who's been there from the beginning, and welcome to everyone who's joined us along the way. You're all welcome to be here. I'm glad that you're listening, and let's look forward to more wonderful things to come. On more Disney-related news, last year Disney and 21st Century Fox entered into the consent uh, decree with the U.S. Department of Justice that allows Disney's acquisition of the 21st Century Fox to proceed, while requiring the subsequent sale of the RNS, which is the Regional Sports Networks. Sinclair purchases uh, Sinclair's purchase does not include the 21st Century Fox equity and interest in the Yes Network, but they are purchasing the remainder of the Regional Sports Network. Uh, but the disposition of, or the sale of the Yes Network is also part of the decree. Disney uh, complemented its $71 billion acquisition, uh, completed its $71 billion acquisition of 21st Century Fox in March. The regional sports networks are to be acquired by Sinclair R, Fox Sports Arizona, Fox Sports Detroit, Fox Sports Florida, Fox Sports Sun, Fox Sports North, Fox Sports Wisconsin, Fox Sports Ohio, Sports Time Ohio, Fox Sports South, Fox Sports, Sports Carolina, Fox Sports Tennessee, Fox Sports Southeast, Fox Sports Southwest, Fox Sports Oklahoma, Fox Sports New Orleans, Fox Sports Midwest, Fox Sports Kansas City, Fox Sports Indiana, Fox Sports San Diego, Fox Sports West and Prime Ticket. Also included in the acquisition is Fox College Sports. So all that will now be under the Sinclair conglomerate of sports TV. 
case if people were wondering, ESPN is not involved or is he part of that agreement? Disney still contains the majority stake in that. The Walt Disney Studios has released its summer slate of movies, which include Disney's Aladdin on May 24th, Fox's Dark Phoenix on June 7th. I guess technically this will be Disney's first X-Men movie. Pixar's Toy Story 4 on June 21st, Fox's Stuber on July 12th, and Disney's The Lion King on July 19th. Fox 2000's The Art of Racing in the Rain moves up to August 9th. The Fox and Fox Searchlights Ready or Not will be released on August 23rd, while three films move to later dates. Ad Astra will be September 20th, 2019. The New Mutants will be April 3rd, 2020. And Artemis Fowl was moved back also to May 29th, 2020. The studio's 2019 slate rounds out with Fox's The Woman in the Window on October 4th, Ford vs. Ferrari on November 15th, Disney's Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which will be released October 18th, and Disney Animation's Frozen 2 will glide its way on November 22nd of this year. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will debut on December 20th. Blue Sky Studios Spies in Disguise will be moving from September to Christmas among early 2020 t uh, titles that have been released. Fox's Underwater on January 10th. The new Kingsman movie, which is yet to be uh, titled, will be released February 14th. And Call of the Wild will be coming out February 21st. Uh, the, let's see which will be followed by Pixar's Onward on March 6th. Disney's Mulan will debut on March 27th. The updated calendar also uh, sets release dates for major franchises such as Avatar and Star Wars. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will bring the original Star Wars saga to a conclusion. Three new yet untitled Star Wars films will be released on the pre-Christmas weekends every other year beginning in 2022-2022. The forthcoming Avatar films, expanding the vibrant world of Pandora, will be released on, also on the pre-Christmas weekends on the every other year opposite of Star Wars beginning in 2021-2021. In the holiday corridor for 2020, Fox's West Side Story adaptation directed by Steven Spielberg will debut. And that will be December 18th in the pre-Christmas slot. With D Disney's Cruella opening Wednesday, December 23rd for the long holiday weekend. Av uh, Avengers Endgame historic run continues this past weekend. The blockbuster film from Marvel Studios crossed the 2 billion, yes that is correct, I said 2 billion with a B, mark on the global box office on Sunday, just 11 days after release. The fastest of any film in history uh, to reach this threshold. Avengers Endgame is now one of just five films ever 
to earn more than $2 billion globally, joining its predecessor, uh, predecessor, Avengers Infinity War, as the second Marvel Studio film on the list, and uh, Star Wars The Force Awakened. It becomes the third release from the Walt Disney Studios to achieve this milestone, and currently it is sitting just in the number two spot. It is the second highest grossing film of all time, only roughly about just under 600 million below Avatar as the top grossing film of all time. We shall see if it will get there, but so far it's trudging forward. Speaking of Avengers Endgame, US troops stationed overseas in Afghanistan who had been resigned to avoid uh, resigned to avoid spoilers until the end of their deployment, were surprised with a special screening of Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame. This weekend, the Walt Disney Company brought the record-shattering film to Bagram Airfield on Wednesday, May 1st, and Thursday, May 2nd. The showing planned, uh, planned for Gahard was this past weekend. In Glendale, California, Adventures by Disney will transport guests to the storied lands of Pharaohs and Pyramids in 2020. With the launch of Unforgettable Family Vacation Itinerary in Egypt, a three-part tour featuring adventures by land, river, and sea. Disney's roster of guided adventures in 2020 also include more adult-exclusive departures than ever before with many itineraries offering new activities and experiences tailored to adults. The reimagining, uh, reimagined trip to Montana and Yellowstone National Park highlight the return of more than 35 popular itineraries around the globe. Hulu is escalating its Marvel content output after Netflix cancels its own Marvel TV shows. The, streamy, the streamer announced on Tuesday two new Marvel TV shows on top of its several other already in development. Ghost Rider and Hellstrom, both set to debut in 2020. And in case you're wondering, it's the Reyes version of Ghost Rider. There has been a change to the Epcot Flower and Garden Gardens Rock concert schedule. Peeble Bryson, who was scheduled for May 12th through the 13th, has been replaced with the Loving Spoonfuls singers of Summer in the City. From the Disney blog, soon Disney Resort hotel guests and new and, uh, and renewing annual pass holders will have the option to upgrade at a discounted price from their complimentary solid color magic bands to one of more 30 new magic bands uh, upgrade options featuring your favorite Disney characters and designs. The new magic bands upgrade option will be available pre-arrival purchase at special price that reflects a $14.99 discount off the regular retail costs through the My Disney Experience website. Bradley McDonald of the OC Registry reports Disneyland will allow overnight lineups before the May 31st grand opening and the June 24th post-reservation date of Star Wars Galaxy Edge. The overnight lineup will be handled some, uh, similar to uh, queues that were formed for Disneyland's 50th and 60th anniversary celebrations. So, soon you'll be able to line up for a galaxy far, far away in California. Rumors! Current rumors out there. Workers at Bongo's Cuban Cafe have been told that the restaurant will be closing later this year, although an official public announcement has not yet been made. 
Marvel Studios reportedly developing a Nova movie for Phase 4. Sources close to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Cosmic are reporting that the Marvel Studios is already making serious headway at a standalone Nova movie. We'll be back after this break. And now, on with the show. July 17, 1955, the opening of Disneyland. October 1st, 1971, the opening of Walt Disney World. October 1st, 1982, the opening of Epcot Center. April 15th, 1983, Tokyo Disneyland. And tonight, April 30th, 1989, the Disney MGM Studios theme park. 30 years ago, on May 1st, 1989, the Disney... MGM Studios open. The park that came to life from the idea of a new pavilion for Epcot. The Imagineers were working on a pavilion about movies and a trip through cinematic history. Movies, TV studios, stage shows, radio shows. The idea came about shortly after Michael Eisner, Frank Wells, and Jeffrey Katzenberg joined the company back in 1984. Well, two months into the project of trying to come up with this new pavilion, the idea had grown, grown from the pavilion to a full-size standalone park. And, like I said, May 1st, 1989, the Disney MGM Hollywood, uh, Disney MGM Studios uh, came to life. It really didn't have many attractions when it opened and they kind of scrambled to get things things to attract people into the park going um, you had tons of stage shows and you had the great movie ride you had the back lot tour that was it really for full-on attractions the Indiana Jones stunt show wasn't open yet that was still in, in pre-production uh, yeah, the Beauty and the Beast stage show, Tower of Terror wasn't open. That whole Sunset Boulevard strip wasn't even part of the original park. Uh, Muppets wasn't even there. Um, Lights Motor Action, which is now gone, wasn't open yet either. So there wasn't, strangely enough, there wasn't much to do in the park when it first opened, but people still came to it. Um, and like I said, they had to build a bunch of shows for, for people to, to go see. And, um, you know, it slowly built up in a lot of people, depending on who you ask, it's, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg, which, com which company was building their park first, that, uh, dark one down the road, uh, down the road, which shall not be the park that shall not be named or the studios. And, you know, Eisner will defend to his day that his idea was first. Um, and uh, the park that shall not be named will defend that they were park, their park came first. But either way, the studios opened for the um, the Disney MGM Studios opened first as a working production studio, and that that was the main gimmick. That it was supposed to be a production studio first, and people, the theme park guests, would be kind of a secondary thing, and they get to see what was going on. A lot of ways very similar to what Universal did um, at their park or their studio lot tours back in California. 
in which Walt would spend a lot of his time going about and seeing how their studio ran wherever he was trying to get his stuff going. So this idea, this is where it started, and it, it did work like that for a bit. I mean, the, the Disney had plans of building bigger... Uh, bigger sound stages and uh, hotel exclusively for the celebrities that would be coming down because you know Florida would be cheaper to produce in than uh, other other states just it never panned out well because you just didn't have the union talent um, the the people who ran the cameras and all that type of stuff you didn't have that kind of people that you had in California. California, there's schools for that. There, that people growing up in that area know, okay, Hollywood's right around here. I'll get a job as a uh, boom operator or a camera operator, sound mixer. Florida, at that time, in the late 80s, early 90s, you really didn't have that. So this is how the studio part started kind of dwindling down. They, now, they had the animation part there, and that's was a small little segment and they would work on occasional you know they'd work on some bits and pieces of finishing up for movies and whatnot or usually animated shorts um and some tv work uh it wasn't until lilo and stitch actually no i apologize it wasn't until milan that they really started doing their own thing milan was the first fully produced and in florida movie uh followed by lilo and stitch and brother bear um, that got shut down because of uh, one scrabble to another, one of those uh, squabble to another. Um, the California's uh, excuse was, I mean, you can't shut down California. It was the original one, even though the Florida movies were outselling the California-based movies. The excuse at the time was, from what I remember seeing, was that the the Florida animation projects were always behind schedule and therefore the, the place wasn't doing good and so they had to shut it down. But, so that's, you know, that's the animation studio on that kind of left. But, um, you know, and the TV stuff. Well, the, the TV stuff, like I said, they couldn't get good people to work on the stuff and so eventually kind of died off. I mean, you did have stuff produced there. Um, MMC, the Mickey Mouse Club, uh, for the 90s was done there. I mean, and that produced a number of celebrities, Britney Spears, a number of the guys from NSYNC, um, uh, the, uh, Carrie Russell, all came out of that, and a few others. You also had Thunder in Paradise was done there. Um, there was a whole history with that and what, you know, moving studios and whatnot so you you had a number of things that were done there golden girls house was there even though the golden girls itself was filmed in california but the exterior shot of their um their little ranch house was from florida same thing with empty nest and a few few other houses were um had their lots there um so, I mean, you had a lot of TV stuff integrated into the park, just it never took off the way that they wanted to. So what do you do now? Well, you have to change it into a real park. Now, this was the third of what is now four parks at, the, at Walt Disney World. So 
what else are you going to do? So enter in. That's what put in the, you know, open the Sunset Boulevard. They put in the Tower of Terror. If you ever look back, if you do research on the opening of Tower of Terror, there was a mob, the entire Sunset Boulevard, which really did not have anything else going on it, uh, a couple shops, was packed, shoulder to shoulder people, getting into the Tower of Terror. I remember being, and I was not there for opening day, but my brother and I were went there uh, shortly after, and being in this mass amount of people, seeing this, you know, seeing the Hollywood Tower Hotel standing up there, and, you know, just working our way through the mass amount of people to be able to go on this ride, which at that point, the ride, you went through the, the story part of the ride and went up, uh, you went into the elevator and you dropped. That was it. It wasn't the whole um, multiple drops and shakes and variable things, though that all came later. They actually even had, when they started with the, where the things started to shake in the, the elevator shaft I remember that there was this whole uh, online video game thing that you would go through and uh, the story was that this evil scientist came up and pumped some sort of evil ooze into the Tower of Terror to get the uh, elevators to act weird and jeez, uh, <laughs> some of the stuff that the Imagineers come up with that you, you think back okay at the time it seemed interesting and maybe it was a good idea but as you think back, you go, really? You can, you can, you guys come up with stories for all these other things. I mean, you have stories to even describe some of the most minute details within an attraction, and, and this is what you came up with. But that—that's you know, without saying. Um, but so what's some interesting things about the studios? I mean, it's. It is, I believe, still to this date, one of the largest hidden Mickeys. The park itself, if you look from above, um, the the design of the park. Well, uh, you know what? I wonder if now that's even going to be still true. But the design of the park itself was a, a giant uh, profile hidden Mickey. Uh, with the addition of Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land, I don't know if that's going to change it. I haven't looked recently, but I believe you still could see a lot of the, the Mickey features in the park itself. Um, Tower of Terror actually even has a, a nice giant hidden Mickey on it as well, which now they're starting to do the image mapping on the Tower of Terror. Um, in 2008, it was one of the additional parks. It wasn't the first, um, but it, not that this is a normal thing, but it changed its name from the Disney MGM, Disney MGM Studios to Disney Hollywood Studios. Yeah, Disney MGM Studios to Disney Hollywood Studios. Uh, I was there for one of the last times that you would see that, you know, the MGM name on there. And kind of overnight that disappeared. Um, it does actually have celebrity footprints in front of the Chinese Theater, which is a mock-up of the Manch Chinese Theater in California with the Walk of Fame in front of it. Disney has its own thing. Um, they do rotate out those blocks every so often. Um, and they do keep them somewhere in a warehouse uh, they don't destroy them. They, they they do try and preserve the the footprints, but being that there's a limited space, there's only so many that they could put put out every so often. And whoever they're promoting or it's a good good faith at that moment. Um, apparently, the rock used in the Indiana Stunt Spectacular is approximately four hundred pounds. That comes rolling down. 
so that would not be fun to run, have actually run into you um, the uh, apparently and Joey Fatone and Wayne Brady are also both former cast members to that park um, so two celebrities that have deep ties into Disney I mean Wayne Brady we know always had a connection with, with Disney but even goes back to he was a former cast member at the studios um, and uh, let's see what else inspired a Muppet short a Muppet uh, made for TV show uh, the Muppets at Walt Disney World that was to introduce the Muppets having their show come to or having a attraction at the studios uh, at first there was the here comes the Muppet which was a live stage show that they actually drove a monorail onto the stage this was where the um, Little Mermaid show is now was actually a Muppet show then um, so yeah, the, the here come the Muppets, uh, the Muppets being greeted, and now and then you also have now the the Muppets uh, Muppets 3D slash 4D um, depends on the marketing at the time. You also have yeah the Hunchback of Notre Dame stage show. Wow, that was fantastic. Um, I was very upset that they they shut that down, but. Again, it's another one of those stages that, you know, it's Florida, but we're not going to put any type of air conditioning or circulating air into the, the venue. Something that they quickly threw together to be able to accommodate guests. Uh, but that was a fantastic show, actually. The, um, the Culpin character would just belt out those notes. Um, it wasn't... It was more of an actual stage production show than say the Beauty and the Beast one on the other side of the park which uses the the costumes of the walk around characters this was more Broadway-esque style costuming um, I, I personally hate the term you know Broadway style show but this this was closer to that um, with uh, Quasi and his uh, makeup it wasn't the like a fitted mask it, it was actual uh, put on pieces um, to the character and <clears throat> just very well done production of of that um, I miss all the Roger Rabbit stuff that they had and the, the back area it's all gone now actually isn't it because that's where Toy Story Land is there was a shop uh, it was right next to the Honey I Shrunk the the kids playground which wasn't there. Uh, it, was, it was there initially, um, but there was a shop which had a whole bunch of Roger Rabbit stuff. You even had the uh, Dipmobile crashing through the wall, and you could actually get your picture underneath the, the steamroller part. But that's all gone now, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, a park that has evolved and changed so much. Um. <sighs> It, it's amazing to see where it's coming, but it, it's it's where it's had to go because, like I said, the initial concept of it of being an actual working working uh, studio couldn't really keep up. Um, so that is something that they they've had to do with it. They've had to kind of reimagine it, just like they did over in California Adventure. Um, they've had they did that now with the studios too, and 
there's, there's been several ideas floated of okay, how can we plus this park they were going to bring in a mini cars land I don't know why they'd have to do a mini cars land versus the full size car land over there um, obviously they, they swapped that out and they put in Toy Story Land instead uh, there is talks about putting a Monsters Inc. Uh, land in there of some sort um, or even possibly something with Incredibles uh, it all depends on box office really this is this is kind of the current thought process of this, the company is depending on how the box office goes depends on how you know what we're gonna put into our parks but it, it's always an evolving park the parks themselves are basically living creatures and they're always evolving aren't they when you think about it I mean even the Magic Kingdom the original park in Walt Disney World is still evolving Disneyland the original park the original park Disneyland is still evolving and changing and growing so why should the studios it just needs even though it's the smallest Walt Disney World Park sometimes the smallest needs to change the most and it is doing that and I, I foresee with Galaxy's Edge and the Toy Story Land you have more of a definitive though less structured but more of a definitive style for this park now it's you know this is the park this is how the park is not it's not the you know of Hollywood of old and trying to integrate you know live the movies as it were but again that's that's someone else's uh, thought it is putting you in the movies with you know Star Wars Toy Story and whatever else they're going to put in there so what do you like about the studios what is some of your favorite what is one of your favorite attractions either current or past um I love, love, love the Muppet Vision 3D. That is, that's always one of my go-to. Um, it, it, to me, it is a double, uh, a double attraction because you have the pre-show, which is fantastic, and then you have the show itself, which is fantastic. Um, so that has always been one of my favorites. But what is yours? Are you a Star Tours person, original Star Tours, or do you like the new version of it? Um, and uh, or a great movie ride, you know any of the any of the shows. You tell me. You let me know. Um, what is your favorite thing about the studios? You know, join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Disney Marvels Podcast. Again, Facebook is facebook.com/slash Disney Marvels Podcast, or on Twitter at Disney Marvels. You can also email the show with your answers or suggestions for a show to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. Again, the email address is DisneyMarvels at gmail.com, or you can even leave a voice message through the Anchor app. I also want to thank you for your time. I know your time is, you know, how little time you have and how precious it is. And for all of you that have been sticking around for this past year, how much time you put into the show. It means so very, very, very much to me. I cannot express enough how much your time that you you spend with me and how we, we get to spend this time together means so much to me. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you deeply from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for, for everything, for your support, for your constant listening, for sharing with your friends. Um, 
again, thank you so much. And just keep, make sure you just keep sharing with your friends. And again, I, I know I always ask this, and you're, you know, Matthew, you keep saying this, but it really does mean a lot. If you go on to iTunes or wherever you're listening to it and rate the show and leave a review, because that actually does help let more people know about the show. And like I always say, Disney is a big family, and the more people in the family, the better it is. So don't forget to subscribe to the show so you know when new episodes come out. And also consider becoming a premium subscriber. Go to anchor.fm slash disneymarvels slash support. And, you know, make a donation just to help the show out because, you know, everyone needs money. Um, This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Honestly, it really is. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Uh, it's kind of like PBS in that aspect. And also keep in mind, if you're planning your next Disney vacation, contact Destinations with Character Travel. They are the Disney earmarked agency specialized in Disney cruises and resorts vacations. And they, they do a ton of other things, too. So make sure to check them out. Tell them that Disney Marvel sent you. And um, let them take the stress and craziness out of planning your vacation so you could actually enjoy your vacation. That's the whole point of it, is to get away from everything and enjoy it. So let Destinations with Character give you a free quote. You're not gonna, you're not signed to anything if you contact them and they will just make your life easier so you can enjoy your vacation. And they'll help you out. Why not? All you need to do, contact them and let the magic begin. Their website is www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Again, that's www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com. Again, the email address is info at destinationswithcharacter.com. And like I said, make sure you tell them that you heard about them on the Disney Marvel podcast. So whatever you're facing out there, no matter how difficult how impossible things are, how how strenuous or dark life seems right now. Don't give up. Look deep within yourself and you will find the strength that you need to overcome your obstacles. Be your own hero. Never give up. Never give in. It may take some time, but you will get through this and you can achieve greatness. Now, I would like to end this show, as usual, with a quote from Walt Disney. And this quote is very telling of the studios, I, I, I feel. And the quote is, Well, it took many years. I started with many ideas, threw them away, started over again, and eventually evolved into what you see today as Disneyland. And that was, that was from Walt Disney. So thank you again for listening. Please again, rate, subscribe to the show, and I'll see you next time.